Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Last Week in Quantum. I'm your host, self-proclaimed Silicon Valley marketing genius, Bill Roth. This is the show where we review the week's news in the world of quantum computing and its impacts on the world of cybersecurity, AI, and more. And with us to discuss is our all-star panel consisting of Brandon Dennis, Director of Operations. Welcome once again, Brandon. Bill, I am so excited to be here. Let's do it. Indeed. And Trina Mabunai, first-time, many-time producer, first-time commentator, product marketing manager at QSecure. Welcome, Trina. Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me. Excited to be Awesome. Here. And we're glad to have you. So... <laughs> Uh, last week, some really interesting stories. Uh, we're we're going to talk about the, the sort of hybrid, the future of computing being hybrid, a little bit of quantum, a little bit of classical. Uh, we'll talk about some scary uh, thoughts about quantum computing being the next Cold War. And then we'll talk about how universities are looking to train engineers for an emerging, for emerging industry. Let's get started by talking to our experts. So the first piece, which I think was from Forbes, talked about a hybrid computing uh, infrastructure. Brandon, tell us about that piece. Yeah, absolutely. Pulled an article out of Forbes. Thank you, Forbes. Uh, title of the article is, The Future of Quantum Computing is Hybrid, Why Quantum Computers Will Work Alongside Classical Computers. Uh, Trina, tell us how classical and quantum computers will work hand in hand. They will definitely work hand in hand. And I, I really want to emphasize that word alongside. I think this article really shifts our thinking, not that quantum computers will overtake classical computers, which is simply not true. Um, the article highlights the thought of integrated computing architectures, which are currently already being used, CPUs and GPUs together in terms of computation for different uses. Uh, CPUs can be used for like data entry, organizing, accessing memory, and GPUs are used for graphics like video creation and machine learning and large language models. So in terms of the future, they would definitely include QPUs, which is quantum processing units, which is just another part of the evolution of the computer. New components are being added, not taken away. So um, it's to create a more robust machine. And this hybrid approach that the article highlights is using the best of classical co computing and quantum computing to achieve the most optimized results for our current times. And for those of you who've been paying attention, I think we covered this two episodes ago, look at how quantum architectures are being adapted for special algorithms. So I think what Trina says is right on the nose. Um, so folks, remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel and stay up to date to all things quantum. There's going to be a link. There'll be a subscribe button. There's going to be a link in the show notes about that. Um, you know, it's a scary world out there. And there was an interesting article out there uh, about quantum computing being the kind of next Cold War. Brandon, tell us about it. Yep. The register.com pulled a quote from Frank Lucas, Republican Oklahoma. Frank said, quantum technologies are actively changing our landscape, and we must ensure we are at the forefront breaking down quantum barriers while leading with our democratic values. Uh, Trina, a comparison to the Cold War raises my eyebrows. How alarmed should we be? I think we should definitely be alarmed, but it's like 
Cold War, do we actually really know what is happening? Um, just to kind of put it into perspective, a really simple definition from Wiki on what a Cold War is, is a state of conflict between nations that does not involve direct military action, but is pursued primarily through economic, political actions, propaganda, acts of espionage, or proxy wars waged by surrogates. Which kind of sounds, is this happening right now? I do not know. But like this air of mystery that's happening is definitely an emphasis on how we're in a new frontier of quantum, specifically quantum computings. Like no one will show their their hand, you know, if they actually have a quantum computer or not. But what we do know is that billions of dollars are being poured into the development of quantum computing. And you can you can check out our Qubit scorecard, which has a running tally of all quantum computing hardware developers on Qubit counts. Awesome. Check that out in the show notes. There's two points I would make about this. And first, with last week, we talked about Frank Lucas's bill. Uh, go back to that podcast and listen, because we talked about the legislation where they're updating the Quantum Computing Act, I think, from 2020. Uh, and uh, I think more and more, China is going to be seen as a pacing threat. And so I think that uh, especially if you're uh, paying attention to what's going on this week at the APEX Summit here in San Francisco, uh, that kind of stuff will come up. So definitely something that uh, we all need to pay attention to, if only because it's getting a lot of attention from governments, it's getting a lot of attention from investors and funding. So Brandon, our final article today is the future is quantum. Universities are jumping on board. Tell us about it. Yeah, this one gets me excited, Bill, out of nature.com. With quantum technologies headed, heading for the mainstream, undergraduate courses are preparing the workforce for the future. Trina, uh, lots of exciting initiatives to train the future quantum workforce. This is really exciting. Definitely so exciting. And, you know, I started my career in quantum in the recruiting space, and I completely agree with this article, how it explains in 2010, Predominantly, the industry hired researchers and PhDs in the in the physics space. But recently, I've definitely seen, and we've also mentioned in this show multiple times, at least in the last four episodes, go back and watch it, we've consistently mentioned more global initiatives to educate at every level from high school to the graduate level. And it's great to see this emphasis on growth and developing this particular um, industry. Companies, especially like IBM, believe that the more we educate anyone who is willing to learn, the more we can enable people to think of new ideas, experiment, and explore this technology. And that's the same thing that we believe here at QSecure. We believe in educating at every level from basic quantum principles to advanced topics in the PQC space. So we encourage everyone to check out our resource page to start your quantum knowledge journey. Awesome. And of course, there'll be links in the show notes for that. And for those of you uh, paying attention, it was HR 6213 uh, that has uh, been introduced in the House, which has been uh, the Frank, the, the legislation we mentioned that Frank Lucas uh, was talking about. Well, I think that's all for today. Um, you can find all of these articles in the show notes. And if you want weekly quantum updates, join our mailing list by visiting our LinkedIn page. Super easy to sign up and you'll get the podcast uh, episodes as soon as they show up with all those fabulous graphics. 
So, folks, that's all for today's show. I'm your host, Bill Roth, humble, self-proclaimed Silicon Valley marketing genius. And with us this week has been our regular Brandon Dennis, Director of Operations, and newcomer, Trina Mabunai, Product Marketing Manager. Thanks to you both. Thank you, guys. Always a hoot. We'll see you next week on Last Week in Quantum.